Yo, 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 welcome back. Episode two. We made it. So, what's up, fellas? This podcast is two days old now, or two weeks old, or however we want to say it. Um, <laughs> That's a very big difference, two days and two weeks. <laughs> two days and two, de- two weeks is a huge difference. We'll roll with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Y'all so what's up, fellas? Sound uh, what's going on, guys? As we always like to start, uh, we're actually going to switch it up a little bit this week. We're going to do a uh, check-in, obviously, but we're not going to do the 1 to 10. We're going to take uh, Clevon's idea. And Duh. what are some random thoughts that are on your mind? Let's share those. <laughs> now, we don't want to go down rabbit holes, so please, let's keep it in... Uh, within reason but uh you know let's go around the room and uh talk about our thoughts don't all speak at once <laughs> cleve i feel like since this was your idea you should go first cleve this one's on you all right all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, since, since this is my idea i should be the one that's most prepared correct <laughs> yeah of course. of course and you're not are you no, I mean, I got random thoughts, you know, I, I think about random stuff all the time, right? So <laughs> I'm buying time if you can't tell. Why don't we just do our mental health check-in then, <laughs> since Cleavon came with an idea and wasn't prepared for it. So, nobody, nobody I, didn't, I didn't see that on the agenda, so I didn't prepare for it. Well, if you would have <laughs> checked your links, you would have saw it. How is everybody's week been? Uh, it's been a minute since we talked. How's everybody doing? Uh, what's going on, fellas? Let's talk about it. Um, I have to take my first work flight in a couple of weeks to Phoenix, and I am freaking out. Your first time away from your family? No, but it's the first time on an airplane since the uh, the illness, uh, <laughs> the plague, as you yeah. as you would say. It's ridiculous. So I don't know. I mean, I got to find some N95 masks. I'll probably, you know, they're a lot easier to find now. I got to get some, a lot easier uh, to find now. some sanitizer for all the things. I, I think don't know. David was telling me that the air up there is cleaner than the air down here. Was that you I was talking to about that? Probably oh, in the plane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is That's true. what they say, <laughs> according to studies. But the airport yeah. is a different different beast, though. <laughs> the yeah. airplane is okay. Don't touch nothing. Don't eat nothing. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Stay in yeah, the, the, airpl- on the airport. The airplane itself. Uh, it's safe. The airport, on the other hand, especially now with the well, they still have the restrictions in the airport about masks. So at least you got that. I'm gonna just stand outside until right before my plane boards, and then I'm gonna run through it like OJ Simpson. So when are you leaving, and where are you going? <laughs> I gotta go to Phoenix on the 23rd for a three day um, work event, which sounds like it's gonna just be 72 hours of working out. But if there's a Suns game. On the twenty third or the twenty fourth, I might try to hit. I might try to make that. You would go nice. to one of those games. That's right, because I'm a basketball fan of teams that win. Okay. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I see how we playing tonight. I fellas. mean, Cleve, Cleve just traveled recently, so uh, he survived. Yeah, <laughs> you've been living yeah. your best life, bro, from your Instagram. 
I'll be, I'm, I'm outside. I'm outside. Not my hot boy summer. I'm on my white boy summer. Everything we outside. We we, we climbing everything. We can climb. We doing oh everything. Goodness. <laughs> Me and Chet Hanks. We out here. <laughs> All right, Dave. Please. Um. So check in, yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I'm actually we actually headed to headed out of town next week to visit my um my sister and and her and her family. Uh, hopefully, I'm not saying it too loud because the kids are not they're not supposed to know that. But um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I I mean, ever since I got got the 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 shot, man, I, my my fear has has dropped dramatically. So I'm out here. Yeah, I still mask up free. and stuff. No, 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 not at all. I mask up. I do the thing. I, of course, wash my hands. Never did it before, but now I'm washing my hands. Um, <laughs> you play the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, it's bad funny that people think they wash their hands like a new thing. Like, man, in 2019, never wash my hands. 2020, can't wash my hands. <laughs> can't wash my hands. <laughs> no, but that's about it. Oh man, yeah. Me, um, overall, good. I have my ups and downs this week, but uh, I'd say on average, I'm trending upward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get to talk corporate that much anymore, so I got to use it when I can. I hear you, but uh, yeah. Um, you know, just day to day stuff, the usual. Yeah, I would say that overall for me, I'm good too. Uh, it has been a rough week since my Lakers lost. Everyone that I know has decided to uh, kick my back in, including the three gentlemen that are on this podcast. But, you know, it's been a good week. Uh, some fun times, some laughs, uh, but we're getting through it. So uh, overall, I would say that I'm good. Family's good. Everybody's good. Uh, so yeah. that's a good check-in. Um, so let's just, get into just, it. Just real quick before we before we get started, your Lakers didn't lose; they got trounced. Um, yeah, it that wasn't close. Good. It wasn't competitive. It was actually sad. It was like watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, is that the flat line of, of the Lakers dying? Dirty words you're saying. All right, we're gonna move forward in the topics. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that. Lakers fans take losing a lot different than Knicks fans. We're like, yeah, we won one game. Woohoo! Lakers fans are like, man, we lost. They were they ready to jump off a building. LeBron's first loss in the first round has been oh, it's been such a wonderful year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he brought all the sound. Are we today. done with the jokes, brothers? Or are we gonna keep going? Oh, we just getting started. We yeah, still got yeah. it's, it's, we're we're still we still got a good fifty minutes of this podcast <laughs> to go, brother. <laughs> anyway, brothers, let's get into this topic. So um let's start it like this. Coming in. Hey. Hey. So my thoughts this week, obviously, we talked about it a little bit. We want to talk about music. Um, I think that as believers, um, we obviously have had a lot of good music come out. Also, in the secular world, there's been some music that has come out. Mm -hmm. And I think we should talk about it. I think it's something that um, is not discussed. Uh, I don't know what any of you guys listen to. And we are brothers and we all are a part of the same church. 
Um, I'm sure that's a lot of the same for a lot of believers. So I'm interested in this topic. I'm interested in the space of music. As you guys know, I'm a musician. So um, this is one for me that I'm actually excited about. So if we were to talk music, let's talk about, you know, what we like musically, what we listen to. And then I know, Brian, you introduced the idea of J. Cole's album being a secular album for Christians. So I think we should talk about that because that's that was a very interesting. uh, I think you were joking, but it was very interesting that you mentioned that. So let's do it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I was definitely joking because there's there's probably 84 cuss words in the first minute of the the album. Listen. (laughs) I'm going to put it to you like this. I was not raised in the church at all. We went to a Baptist church because my mom needed like a four hour break from being a single parent. So we just went there and sat in the choir. So I was raised on secular music, right? Like I've only been a Christian 12 years, 13 years about. So I dabble, I dabble. But (laughs) there's two very important rules to, to discuss when we talk about my musical choices when it's secular. I don't like none of this new tight pants, purple hair, tongue ring face tattoo rap. I don't like none of it. I don't like any of it. There are three artists from this generation that I rock with and one of them sings too much. Which one is that? If you don't Drake, Drake is the singer. Okay. I listen to, I listen to Cole and I listen to Kendrick. So tight, so tight, so tight pants rap is like, like uh, young thug, the littles, the all little, oh. all the babies. Okay, right. I, I'm <laughs> trying to get a frame all, of reference. Young boys, NBA young boy. Like I just, oh god, it's, it's just silly, man. Like even, and I know we're gonna talk about it later, but even this song with Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby is like, I like it because Just Blaze did the production and he's from my era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you are you are officially an old head. Basically. And I and I own it, bro. I <laughs> own right, it. Gotcha. The only thing I won't do is buy them white New Balance five seventy fours. So when we when we think music, uh, obviously we know that a lot of singers, R and B, secular, uh, a lot of a lot of African Americans, uh, specifically I'm speaking to, but everyone, a good amount of people say their roots started in the church. Um, obviously we know the history, the hymns, uh, slaves not being able to read, so they were musical, they could sing. Um, so when we think music and we talk about the Christian space for me and Christian hip hop and the, uh, Southern, uh, Christian music versus, um, CCM, um, and then, uh, gospel music, which is kind of labeled, uh, the gospel, the good news, but it's also kind of. Um, black geared music. different ways. Black music. I didn't want to say that, it's, but thank it's, you. It's, it's basically yeah, Christian yeah. R&B. When we think about the space for gospel music, um, even the song you just mentioned, Brian, uh, We Win. It was number one on the billboards for one week uh, of June 5th, so last week. Uh, and it, like you said, it was published by Jess Blaze and Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin is probably one of our biggest artists in the gospel industry. So, you know, out of the him being able to secular uh work with secular artists he is one of our top grossing uh musicians selling over 13 million albums and winning 12 grammys so when you think about kurt franklin in the space and then think about little baby um who i i'm not familiar with but this was a big song and then being a part of the space jam um movie which is coming out with lebron 
um, this is a this was a huge opportunity for uh, the church to kind of be a part of it. I was actually surprised by the um, combination. I never thought I would see those two, but I'm not a little baby fan and I'm not familiar with them. But I do know that from Kirk Franklin's history, this is kind of what he's always done. He always has kind of been one of the trend centers to kind of take the leap and uh, try something that the church may or may not agree with, but eventually see and jump on board with. I mean, his his background is very controversial Yep. Uh, if we think about it. So what are your thoughts on that song? Has anybody heard this actual song? We went. I listened to it again today. I have not heard it yet. <laughs> I, I heard. I heard the song. <clears throat> I would say I'm not a fan of the song. I don't mind the combination as much as other people would mind it. Like you said, Kirk Franklin has been doing this since we've known Kirk Franklin. Basically. Um, there was controversies with Salt being on his song. There was controversies with him working with R. Kelly. And right now, that will be justifiable. Yeah. There was yeah. controversies. I mean, <laughs> Kirk has been working with, you know, the Chance, the Rappers, the whoever, you name them, and Kirk has done it. So yep. I think I'm, I'm a little less concerned about the pairing as much as I am concerned about does it sound good. And... And then on top of that, I'm worried about at Kirk as a believer, as a, you know, as a leader in gospel music and is the faith, is he compromising himself on the song by saying something contradictory or anything like that? Those are the only two things I'm concerned about. Is it good? And is Kirk contradicted himself? And I find when I listen to the song, I don't think he is. I don't, I think the answer to those, the first answer is, is it good? To me, it's no. The second, is he contradicting himself? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. So that, that's my, that's my main thoughts on that, on that particular song. Yeah. I mean, Cleve, that's a fair argument. I think for me, I take it, I, I take the song a little differently. I actually happen to like the song when I'm driving, like it's good highway music. Cause I could just kind of zone out and it's repetitive, like a gospel song. Yeah. But I kind of take it a little different. A lot of little baby fans are going to hear the song. Mm-hmm. And if of a million streams of being number one on Billboard already, like, can we get one soul saved from the song being heard by one person? Because can one little baby fan hear Kirk Franklin, want to commit their life to God, and then move in a different direction than what it was going to go? For me, if we can get one, the song's a success. Right, but <laughs> yeah, but I think like um, with all of these Christian artists do it because like Kurt Franklin's not. I mean, he's probably the first to do it, but he's not the only one. No, he's not the only one. I mean, Lecrae's no, done it. Kanye's, you know, he's doing it. He's yeah. been done it, right? Um, Chance is. Uh, I was watching an interview with him, and he pretty much claims to be a Christian. You know, um, so. But that just he's he's a Christian that he he's he's taking on the I'm a Christian that raps, not a Christian rapper, uh sort of yeah. ma- mentality, mantra, whatever. Um kind of like playing in both worlds. Yeah. yeah. And so like uh, the thing for me is like I don't see like especially with somebody like Kurt, like if you've grown up like we all have, like like Trey just said, with all the accolades he had, everybody knows who Kirk is. So mm-hmm. even little baby fans are gonna be like, "Oh, that's 
that song's for my mama. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that's 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 for my parents because they they like Kirk, right? Because most of the little baby fans are younger. They grew up yeah. listening to Kirk through their parents. Um, even us, we started with <laughs> listening to Kirk right. through our parents, and then we got older and you know, silver and gold. He still was still, yeah. I mean, he still was around and relevant. But um, so I'd argue that like if anything is more um, he's compromising by, which I mean I don't take any any offense to it, but I know there are people who would take offense to it, and I can see where you could say, well, he's compromising by just even being on the song because he's just in like even though Lil Baby's not saying anything offensive in the song or anything contradictory in the song, his catalog and even the songs that he makes after this. Mm-hmm are all contradictory to the gospel, to the Christian message, to, to, you know, all of that. And so it's like, but he did a song with Kurt Franklin. So he's justified, right? He's, he's a Christian. He, he might be saved. He might be, he might be living. You know what I mean? Like it was like the same thing when Lecrae did church clothes. And it was like, he had all these secular rappers on there. And it's like, he was trying to bring them to the Christian world, but it really was just like, it was almost like him endorsing the secular, you know, the secular artists and saying like, yo, look, you can, you can listen to these guys and you can, you know what I'm saying? Cause the, the, uh, the flip side of what you're saying, Brian, is that there's a lot of Christian Kirk Franklin fans that are going to be like, Oh, I never heard a little baby. Let me go check out some of his other stuff. That's true. That's true. Right. Um, and I think that's where it, it it gets tricky. Like like I said, I don't personally. It don't to me. It don't matter. Music is music. Um, I personally haven't listened to secular music in I don't know, probably about two years. The secular rap, anyway, mm-hmm. um, just because of personal convictions and things like that. But um, yeah, that's that that's kind of my take on it. Is like it it. You're kind of endorsing it, like even if you're not let, you're not saying anything, you're kind of endorsing what they're saying. You know what I'm saying by just even being on a song with them and being associated with them, so, and you're kind of making it acceptable, I guess, in a way to listen to them. Okay, so you're saying you're saying just to clarify, you're saying that basically, a thought could be that Kirk Franklin being on a song is endorsing other Christians to listen to Little Baby. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or at least enticing, right? Maybe not endorsing, but it might be like, oh, I never heard of this guy. Oh, I kind of like the song. I like what he said. Let me go check out his other catalog. And it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And you get hooked. Somebody who's a Christian <laughs> listening to another little baby song, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This ain't the move. Yeah, I mean, you might, but, or you might not, like, depending on where you are in your faith, too, right? Like, that's true. That's true. Because, like, so I for think- me personally, I didn't grow up in a church. And I was big on music, you know. I, I rapped and all that stuff. Yeah, and so did. music was big. <laughs> music was big for me. So that's part of the reason why I don't listen to Christian, um, to secular music anymore or secular rap anymore because it, it's like a, it's like a alcoholic going to the bar, right? It brings back those memories and those things, and then it, it triggers things, and it, it's a domino effect, right? And so depending on where you are in your walk and your faith, like that could be a, you know, a triggering point or a turning point or a stumbling block um, to somebody who's like, oh, well, Kirk did a song with Lil Baby, so I could listen to Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like before they might have stayed totally clear because they know 
what that world entails, but it's like, it's almost like it's giving me that justification, right? To be like, oh, well, like, like if I'm an alcoholic or a former alcoholic and I see my pastor drinking, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can have a little sip, right? Yeah. The pastor drinks, I can drink, you know what I'm saying? And then give that justification, not knowing that where they are and their walk is totally different and, you know, everybody's different in that sense. So that's why I said, like, for me, my personal convictions, I don't listen to any secular music, but, you know, I can also see where that can be a stumbling block for other people, too. And that's part of the reason why I don't listen to it anymore. Okay. So you guys mentioned uh, Jesus is King, uh, Jesus is King by Kanye West. And uh, when you think about that album, um, uh, so just the numbers on it, it sold 109 thousand copies and uh 197 million streams but out of kanye's catalog this album was number seven on his grossing album and it was similar with snoop dogg when he did the bible of love i don't know if anybody remembers that <laughs> album he did uh, yeah. that album unfortunately uh, only yeah, sold three thousand digital copies in its first week so the volume that these artists get when they kind of get into the Christian world and trying to and try and commingle with our artists doesn't really help them because the volume that they sell is a lot lower. I mean, even if we talk about J. Cole in his first debut week, he sold uh, he has three hundred and ten hundred thousand sales in his first week, passing Taylor Swift, uh, who currently was holding the record at two ninety. So in his first week, he. Yes, his new album. So he's currently outdoing, he outdid both those albums in his first week just to a secular audience versus when they come into a Christian album. So, well, yes, yes, I mean, the, uh, obviously he's one of, the, one of the better well-known rappers. Most people, when they talk lyricists, they will say him, they will say uh, Kendrick Lamar. But it's also something that we have to look at as Christians that we have, you know, we have, you know, artists available to us, but they're not selling or being supported or being promoted the way the world is promoting their artists. And that outreach is not really there the way it should be for our artists like Lecrae and Domenio, uh, flame, anyone we can name. We may, you know, listen to them, but when we're trying to reach the youth, keep the church relevant, keep people interested in who what we believe, we have to figure out ways to attract them as well. Yeah. And I, I like, that's kind of my point. Like I sent my brother who is still a rapper and has no interest in becoming a Christian at all. I sent him, um, Andy Minio's, um, most recent LP, not, uh, not the one where he's, um, not with OT on it, the, the, um, uncomfortable album. Uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I still listen and, to that album. And I told him, I was like, yo, give it a give it an honest listen. And Andy's dope. Like he flips, he's got bars, he's got metaphors. The problem is the content of the music does not vibe with my brother. Right. But the but the appreciation for the lyricist is there. Right. And that's that's the the hurdle that all Christian rappers are gonna face. Like it doesn't matter how much you sound like uh you know, your favorite secular artist, if you ain't, if you ain't delivering, you know, glorification of violence and, you know, money at all costs and calling women out of their names and doing all this other stuff, 
you're not going to get spins at a high level. Lecrae's probably, I mean, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I know y'all got the data, but Lecrae's probably the closest, but he's, he's, he's dipped and dabbled. He got a song with E-40. He, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Lecrae is the only one that's, you know, Lecrae hangs out with secular artists. I've seen Lecrae on YouTube videos with dudes who was cursing up a storm, you know, fast car dudes, and then, then Lecrae's just in it. Right. I seen so, I seen Lecrae in Magic City. I'm no. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lecrae, if, you, if you ever listen to this, I'm just joking. I, know, I, know. Lecrae, I didn't see Lecrae in Magic City. <laughs> but, but I mean, my point is like, do we need to? I read this book a long time ago, and me and PD had a long talk about it. It's called God Has Left the Building. Y'all ever heard of this book? We have. Nah. I have yeah. Okay. And you know, the takeaway for me was. The church is no longer effectively pulling people in. Right. So it is the call of the Christian to go out and and prophesy or or witness, not prophesy, witness at the level that is is uh is palatable for the non-believer. And with social media, there's way more barriers to knock down. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's kind of a call to action to all of us, because uh, I looked this up and I thought this was really interesting. Uh, and I want to see if anybody can guess this. Do you know what the number one selling gospel album is of all time, of all time? Christian rap or just gospel in general? Gospel. So to me, it has to be it's either Kirk or like some a crossover artist. <laughs> it has a Kyle Walker so, or somebody. Th- does the preacher's wife count? The preacher's <laughs> wife. It's amazing you said that because that's see. actually the number one selling gospel album. <laughs> I'm serious. I would think. I see. I would think it had to be like a crossover artist that Whitney did it. Houston, yeah. who was not who was raised in the church, um, but she was not a gospel artist. <laughs> is our number one selling in this category. And when you think about that, yes, she had the reach. She was a crossover, but why aren't any of our artists hitting those numbers? I think part of it too, though, is like, which nobody has really mentioned it, but part of it is just distribution and labels, right? Because most most Christian artists, at least rappers, um, aren't signed to major labels. Most of them are indie. Right, or they started on even Lecrae, like he signed us to he was at Sony for a little while and then he left because and he even mentioned that when he left, the part of the reason was because they were like, Oh nah, um they, he didn't have any creative freedom when it came to even just like when he could release his album. Like he's like, Oh, I wanna release it then they're like, Nah, 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 we got such and such secular artists releasing that time, you can't release at the same time. And so being a, a, a gospel artist, a Christian artist you know, he he's obviously getting pushed to the back burner because of the sales numbers you just mentioned. His his album's always gonna get pushed back. If if J. Cole right. walk in there or whoever's on, you know, whoever was signed to Sony at the time, like, yo, I wanna release my album tomorrow, they're like, Oh, they're not gonna be like, Oh nah, you can't do it this week because cause the craze releasing this week. They're gonna be like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll push him back. Right. And so um I think that's a big part of it, is like you don't 
if you're indie, you, you know, you're just trying to find the funding just to, to make your album, <laughs> get your videos, distribution. I mean, distribution is a little easier now because it's because most people are streaming anyway, but, mm-hmm. but like promotions and marketing and all that stuff. And then, so you're just sure. trying to find the funding for that, you know, yeah. and then to, to, to get funding for marketing is huge. You know, yeah. we know how much marketing budgets cost. So, and these labels, they got the big money like that. So, and they're going to push the one, the ones that got the most sales. They, you know, the Christian market is, I don't know the exact numbers, but I can imagine that it's not, when you think about all the religions in the United States, right? And, and those who are not associated with any religion, like Christianity is on a decline anyway. I think it's like, uh, I just did a class on this too. That's a shame. I don't remember the numbers, but I think it's like something like 37% of people still claim to be Christian. You're talking about the popularity of Christianity. Yeah. 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 Okay, it's it's okay. just Christianity, not talking about music or anything like that. Okay. Just people who say I am a profession Christian. It's something like 37%. That's down from when it was at like 75% back in the eighties, seventies and eighties. And it's only going is is going. It's on the decline. And those are are people from with, between the ages of like I think forty and and seventy or something like that. And as you get younger, there's less and less people that are claiming to be Christian that claim to go to church every Sunday. That claim, like you know, what I'm saying. So there's you're already in a niche market at this point. Like if we're just talking business, you're already in a niche market. Mm-hmm. And then further niche down. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you're like, okay, within that niche market, now it's like, okay, do I like rap? No, I don't like rap. So I only got this, this, you know, this little small circle of artists that I can listen to. And then, you know, even within that, like you got gospel. So if you don't like rap, you you got gospel, you got CCM, you got maybe some alternative stuff. Um and like the rock and so like if you knock that out like you're, you're really really niching down to like a small small market of artists and then like i said most of them are even they're not signed to big labels they're signed they're either indie labels or if they are signed to big labels they're not a priority i th- i think uh i think dave you're making a very great point but i think that um we have to be honest that a lot of people who are believers even though Christianity is in a decline, and that is factual. Uh, that is that is kind of on us on the chin that we need to be spreading the good news and bringing people to Jesus. But when we when we talk about um, the amount of people that do go to churches, um, obviously there are different de- denominations and people who uh, listen to different things. But there should still be a better representation across sales. Because just within the gospel space, we count for half a billion annually in sales. So the money is there, but there are people who also believe that don't support the product. So, yeah, you have people who do listen to stuff, but then you have people who come to church, but then they listen to secular music all week. Right. So, I mean, there's also that piece of the that's the piece of the conversation we should have, too. Should Christians who proclaim to be Christians be listening to secular? I know, Dave, you said for you, you don't. Um, and I think, Brian, you started what you do sometimes. I don't know. Dude, what I had Jay album on yesterday. <laughs> 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 I 
And there's no condemnation. Obviously, I'm just <laughs> we're just talking. Obviously, even if it was, listen, it's dope. It's, <laughs> no, it, I mean, I, I I listen to I listen to just about everything. Um, I listen to secular music. Um, every anything from rap to to dancehall to uh, you name it, country, a little bit of country. Um, I kind of, I kind of dibble, dabble in everything. Don't, don't tell nobody else that, Cliff. <laughs> he said, he said he lived in his white boy summer. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, he got to get that, that uh, it's <laughs> that funny, line I, dancing in there. <laughs> when I put my Spotify playlist on 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 shuffle, it, it'll it'll go from, you know, it'll go from Maverick City music to. Um, uh, Buju Bantan really quick. <laughs> like, like, all right, we, we, we're going with it. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually have a, um, any more thoughts on that? Because I actually have a clip uh, from a sermon that I heard back in 2008 that I want to play and get your thoughts on it. All of you guys just go Yeah, one, one thing you mentioned too that um, I don't think is as prominent anymore, but you mentioned about like the different denominations and there's right. some denominations that are just anti-music, period. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, still, to this day, they're like, just, you know, all music is of the devil, you know? So, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, too, is, like, certain denominations, like, yes, and then you have certain denominations that say, well, uh, well you can only listen to the old hymns and, and Negro spirituals and stuff like that. But like, if it's modern day, you know, contemporary artists, nah, that's not, that's not really gospel. If it's rap, that's not gospel. Like, um, you know, different things like that too. So there's like a whole, there's that whole part of it too, that like, you know, all this stuff contributes to the lack of sales and in the gospel industry. Um, as a whole, so like to your point, like yeah, like Hillsong probably sells a lot in comparison a to, like, lot. <laughs> to like to yeah, like Church just sold three million copies on their latest, right. <laughs> because you know your parents might let you, depending on what denomination you are. Like okay, yeah, you listen to Hillsong, that's cool. You listen to Mavic City, that's cool, but uh, not you're not bringing no Lecrae in my house. You know what I'm saying? Because that ain't real. That ain't really that ain't really gospel. Well, to Brian's point, if I if I have uh, you know, stricter parents who are not a fan of mixing secular with the gospel, uh, to that point is is Lecrae, while he's trying to minister and meet other people, is he hurting himself within our community? Within the Christian community. Within oh, he definitely Christian is. Space. He definitely is. Especially nowadays, anytime you hear Lecrae, you hear he's sold out. He's sold out, you know. Um, he's just now kind of, that's what the whole restoration album was about. He's just now kind of coming back to just accepting that. Like, it's not about what people think, but, um, yeah, he's, he was, he was, you know, if you follow anything in CHH news, like Lecrae has always been the sellout. He's always been the one who, you know, he just want to be popular. He just want to be with the cool kids. You know, he he started the whole I'm a Christian that raps controversy, him and Andy Minio. Like, all of that came from them, which, you know, um, you know, depending on where you stand on that, that whole conversation, me personally, it don't matter to me. As long as you, you know, like I said, as long as the message is there, I don't really care what, what you call yourself. <laughs> I don't care if you call yourself a Christian rapper or, or Christian raps. It don't really matter to me. But, um, 
you know, they he started that. And so that was already, he already had a bunch of stuff against him. And then that just pushed him further because the ones who were, you know, diehard fans were like, nah, hold up. I'm not feeling this, you know. Um, and then you had, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. But he had like a whole sermon series about, and this was before Lecrae even blew up. Like he had a whole They're sermon about series the, about um... The, what's the uh, what's his name? He had the whole campaign. The yeah, he had the whole campaign. He had them burning cross movement CDs. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get into the CSH topic, but let me just chime in. I think, on my opinion, why gospel music or Christian music is not as lucrative as other genres, right? I think it, it just comes down to to influence. Um, you sell as because there's there are. Um, independent artists like you have Chance, J. Cole is pretty much independent. Um, you have so a lot of independent artists that sell a ton of records, but I think it's just your circle of influence. Who can you influence? And being the Christian market is a sub genre in in of itself is it limits you to how many people you can reach, um, how many people are interested in the music, and um. Yeah, so I just think like it's just it's it's just it's going to be hard to to sell as much as secular artists or even get come close to it because of the circle of influence. Yeah, and I, I think I mean if we and if we want to be honest, music puts you in a certain feeling, right? Music is all about feeling, putting you in a certain headspace. If I'm want to worship, I put on worship music. If I want to, you know, um, when I if I want to get amped up you know do you have Busta Rhymes and you have different artists that 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 brings out different emotions in you so I think people just listen to me I mean I think people listen to music based on their emotions and maybe if they're not in a as walking with the Lord as much maybe that emotion of walking with the Lord is not something that they're seeking you know throughout the week basically or on a regular basis I, I'm sorry. I think it's a black thing. <laughs> I do. I, I hate to be that dude. Um, I love my people. Uh, you know, I love my people, but I think that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a black thing. Like you got, you got black, like the concept What's of a black sellout. Thing? What's a black thing? So the, the concept of Lecrae being a sellout okay, is that, so okay. ludicrous to me. I, and you know, we can agree to disagree about it, but like, if Lecrae's best effort at bringing people to the gospel is spending time with secular artists and trying to convert them, get them to come over, or even just wanting to be one of the cool kids, where can you affect change if you're not in the midst of where change needs to be affected? Yeah. But right. can I just chime in real quick and I'll let you get back? I'm done. That's all I have to uh, say. <laughs> so if you would, the, the Lecrae thing, I think Lecrae, his, the main issue that he did was he talked and he said all the wrong things. The music kind of stayed the same. His mission stayed the same, but he vocally like kind of distanced himself from his core audience and from like the Christian base. He basically said, I don't want anything to do with the title Christian rapper, which essentially to people that like myself and and Dave that kind of, you know, grew with this music, with this genre it kind of felt like you kind of abandoned your your base. It's like, yeah. you know, if Lil John was like, man, I'm not a crunk artist anymore. I'm only a pop star now. 
you know, I don't know if there's any crunk fans. I just the first thing that pops <laughs> into my head. But like, the crunk, the people that are like, yo, I want the crunk stuff. They're like, oh, you kind of abandoned us. But but to your point, Brian, I think if you looked at his work, you looked, listened to the music, it all kind of stayed the same for the most part. And the mission kind of grew with it. And he, you see what he was doing. But I think Lecrae would even tell you himself this the, the, what he said and how he kind of carried it out was a little was a little bit reckless in my opinion at the time yeah, yeah. Well, and he, I, he I actually don't think did we say should make this about lecrae yeah yeah I, this I just, is, the topic wasn't about lecrae it's about in right. general just the the reach uh, i don't want to focus in on just one artist i know dave mm-hmm. you have something to say so i'm gonna let you go but uh, i don't want us to narrow in on one person because this isn't an attack on lecrae um, no, I, I like. Just, I got. I got all those general. albums. But go ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, nah, I, I mean, I, I was. I, I think it kind of because he's our biggest Christian hip hop artist, right? Probably. I mean, Truth probably was was the only other one that was bigger. And no, nah, Lecrae, Lecrae's and Lecrae's already <laughs> passed him, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think so. I think it's just is is not so much an attack on him. And I support the guy. Like I got all his books, I got all his albums. <laughs> you know, anything he drops, I'm subscribed to a YouTube channel. Um, all of that. So I'm I'm on his side. So I'm, but I'm just saying. I think just like if we're talking about, you know, as far as reach and why certain art or why Christian hip hop artists or even just gospel artists in general don't have the reach. I think he's a good example of why those things happen because like to Cleve's point, he, he kind of made all the wrong moves um, or he said all the wrong things. He made the right moves and said all the wrong things. And uh, he's even admitted himself recently in one of his YouTube videos, he went back and he did like a reacting to all his old interviews and he, or some of his old interviews, not all of them. And he even said, like, yeah, you know, this is this is my mindset at the time. And I've I've understand I like, you know, he's like, I understand how people could have been misled because I was young and I was insecure about my faith back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was everything with every other word had to be Jesus, every other word had to be I'm repping for the king and all that. And then as he grew and matured and realized that like, yo, I can still rep Jesus and not have to say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time. He just kind of put that out there. Like, yo, I don't have to say Jesus, Jesus all the time. And people were like, whoa, whoa, you selling out now. You, you know, you let like, like Cleve said, like people like us were like, yo, what? You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be part of like, are we, are you don't we love me now? no more. And I think too, also part of that too, was just like, it was for us, it was like, yo, look, we got this guy who's on par with some of the best secular artists. Right. And so it, it is like, when you bring that to somebody who's not in the gospel community, like, yo, check out Lecrae. Like he's dope. He's on par with like, like if, if I was to bring him to your brother, like, yo, he's on par with Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? Or like, whatever. And they can be like, yo, then they see this interview and they're like, look, he don't even want to be part of your crew. Like, what are you talking about, man? He don't even want to be a Christian artist. Like, get out of here. You know, and that was around that time where people were saying, I think Andy Minio even said like, you know, CHH is whack and stuff like that. And so it was just like, people were just like, like the, the whole sellout thing came from people just like, yo, you were our, supposed to be our ally and you sound like you don't even want to be 
ally with us, you know? Mm-hmm. So well, I think that you could get to that point if if he's solo and he's got the weight of the entire community on his back. Because in that space, uh, you know, when you're against a lot of secular people, you're not in the minority. You're not in the majority, you're in the minority. And, um, you know, maybe he, he did sell out his faith. Maybe he did say the wrong things and speak way too much. But at the same time, he probably wasn't ready for the weight of what he was taking on because everyone was having him be our champion. And maybe right. he wasn't ready to be our champion. Yeah, So, definitely. you know, there's there's also that element to where maybe he got famous more than he expected or ever thought he would reach looking at some of the guys who came before him. And then when right. you're in the, on that stage and on that platform, maybe, you you know, you don't know how to handle it. You approach it wrong. Like you said, you sell out, you say the wrong things. But again, to, for me, I think it's more about, you know, how do we get more guys in that space to where they can kind of have that type of reach? Obviously coached better and knowing what to say when they get to it. But there, there is a there's a need for us to get into the world because you know the reality of it is that if we don't figure out a way to make influence the our the numbers are only going one way right now so we have to figure out a way to connect to people while still you know not giving up on our moral compass and giving up on what we believe and what we should agree to and not agree to but right to Brian's yeah. point, you know, like you said, like he said, you know, when he gave the the album to his brother to just try and listen to him. Yeah, the content didn't attract him, but you still have to, we still have to figure out a way to get that music in someone's hands who doesn't believe so that they at least give it a try. Maybe it sits on his heart. Maybe he comes back to God later. Yeah. I have that, a question. Sorry, I have a question. Do you guys know anybody or have met or experienced yourself ever came to the faith based on music or an artist or a famous person at all? I'll tell you that um, the short answer is no, but the longer answer is I will tell you that becoming more, and is, I mean, a lot of this is David, a little bit of Alan, but a lot of this is David. Like, he put me on to so many Christian artists that I thought were dope. It definitely further solidified my walk and my desire to learn more because right. secular rap doesn't really have an underlying message. I can make the argument that Jay-Z teaches wealth. I can make that argument. Now, I'd, now, right? now, <laughs> now, now, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right. But with Christian rap, there's just certain, I like lyricists, right? So there's certain things that are going to go over my head if I don't understand the biblical context or the historical context. That's why I listen to show Baraka propaganda, like those dudes, KB KB, dudes who like rap at a high level. And cause then it forces me to kind of not force me. It it enables me to say like, what did he mean when he said this? I didn't even know what HGA meant until a year and a half ago. And David told me. (laughs) So, So I think the point is that wouldn't music be more of a discipleship tool more than an evangelistic tool. So I don't know how many people are coming to faith based on Kirk Franklin singing or not singing with Lil Baby or you know, Lecrae saying Jesus on every song. But what it does is once you are a believer, I've learned so much. Like I got 
discipled basically by a lot of CHH and the Shylins yeah. and uh and, the the and Truth and all in Flame. A lot of that movement. they taught me a lot of the biblical principles, but other than that, if it wasn't for me already being, you know, saved or being in in, in being a believer, I wouldn't listen to that music. There's no there wouldn't be much interest in that unless I'm already a believer. So I think it just comes to, and especially the pandemic should teach us, man, like in the Bible, man, they'll, they'll know us by our love for one another. They'll know us by us actually being in people's lives more so than what we sing on Sunday or what we, or what kind of music we make. I would say uh, my only argument to that would be that we, we, so I know of someone. So you guys remember that Erica Campbell song that came out that I love God. What's up with you? Mm-hmm. That song I, was trash. But I, yes. That song was slap. That song was slap. So, I there like were that people, song. There were people that um, I heard of. Rest in peace, big shiz. That, that song actually ministered to. And you would see like people in really bad neighborhoods playing that song. Um, it didn't work for me. I didn't really care for the song. But. Um, that type of reach, you know, I had people kind of say, yo, you heard that song before? And I'm like, it's all right. But they were like, oh, I like that song. Like it, we don't know how music touches people and we don't know how people actually take in music. Yeah. yeah, So it may not attract us because we're on our walk and we kind of have what we like. We kind of have what we listen to, but there could be something that's catchy and jingly that just catches someone that we just would never guess or know of. So I, I think that I to your point, Cleve, I think it's a very interesting debate that we should probably table and come back to. Well, this is uh, I think but, music I think music will encourage absolutely encourage, strengthen, do all those things. But does it I mean it I I think I've heard never would have made it as a meme for like the oh, last what, four years, five yeah, years yeah, now. And there's course. people who are not believers that will play or listen to that song. Yeah, but they yeah. yeah. And then they've also put it in memes and stuff, too. But, I mean, (laughs) that's a gospel song that people know when they're going through something. I've heard people play it. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. We never know how music will touch someone. And I think that um, it's it's interesting. It's really really debatable. Specifically talking about bringing people to the gospel, bringing people to Christianity— it's harder than it's ever been, and it's only going to get harder because the Bible preaches literally counterculture. Right. Right. So, like, you, you on the one hand, you've got Instagram with, what was it, 750 million people? Something like that? Maybe even more? And it's all yeah, about it's the flex, the floss, look at me. And then you've got Christianity, which is like, die to self. Right. Don't look at me. <laughs> it's like, don't look at me. <laughs> Ignore me. Yeah, like stop paying attention to me. Focus on focus on the savior. Right. Yeah. No, but you're right though. I, I think the gimmicks ain't it's not gonna work anymore. You know, like we can't fluff up the Chris. Like, there's nothing that Christianity or the church can offer the world that they can't get themselves outside of salvation. Right? We can't offer them money. We can't offer them fame. We can't offer them anything right only thing we can offer them is relationship with god and salvation we can't fluff it up and say hey like back in the day we say hey come to church church we can make it look cool 
You know, we can have rappers. The rappers can be here. We could do a little hippity hop. We could have break dances. We could do this. We could do that. Come Did to you church. say hippity hop, brother? <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the that's what the the old heads used to say. We got yeah. the hippity hop for the for the youth. They don't yeah. care. Nobody cares about that stuff. The youth this don't generation, they don't stuff. care about it. Like you yeah. got to be in in people's lives, and if you're not, you're not gonna win anybody. Yeah, yeah you got to be interfaces, man. You, you just yeah. have to. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. Like it is, it's to your point. Like yeah, it is more of a discipleship tool. Like I can remember listening to specifically. I remember Cross Movement, Shyland, yeah. the Humble Beast guys. Yeah, like and being like, hold up, let me go. Wait, they said that <laughs> right, in the Bible. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like wait, that whole story was in the Bible. Like <laughs> yeah. where? Yeah. I need to go read that. Yeah. Um, so like, I think that's where, and I think that's where when you get the, the gimmicky jingly tunes that don't really have a message, but they're supposedly gospel. They're like, there's, they're, they're not producing any fruit, right? Like, coming well, in high, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't the, say they won't prove, produce fruit but well, it's 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 a lot harder like you won't see it necessarily right away right or you might i don't know how do i say it? i'm trying to i'm i know what i'm trying i want to say but i'm trying to think how to put it into words but basically like it could pr- produce food not saying that it won't but like coming in hot for example is like the number one record for like tiktok and Instagram reels and like everywhere we heard it at the Nets game like you see it everywhere right and I, and that's we just played we just played it right <laughs> as a mm-hmm. for our transition song I don't even know I, I I don't know how many people actually know how that's connected to you know what I'm saying like the connection with Lecrae and Andy Minio and you know the gospel message right because like is there even a gospel message in the song? I can't think. I don't know if there really is. Yeah, no, because the second line is, I'm coming in hot like a fajita. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, but like. He also says, I write what I live. Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. But Lecrae does say, I'm really righteous, but I'm really saved. <laughs> he does. And he said, when the Trump blow, y'all gonna need. <laughs> Y'all gonna kneel. He did say that. If so, we yeah. have to be a Christian to get that, get those references. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You, you gotta kind of, you gotta be, you gotta already kind of be in this circle to like get those the Christianese right. Um, and so, I mean, so that's what I'm kind of saying. That's where I'm kind of getting at is like, how many people who are using this for their TikToks for their Instagram girls, like girls that's twerking to this in their TikToks and they're doing busted challenges and everything don't, else. Don't search that. Don't search that on TikTok. <laughs> don't search, you already know. Anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, you know what I'm saying? So like, what I'm saying is like the gospel. The gospel message is is is. It's a conviction to the non-believer, right? And so, is are these songs that have reach to to Brian's point? Like, are these songs that are that are flowing with the culture? Are they producing the gospel message? Because, like, the ones that blow up, girls feel comfortable doing busted challenges to these songs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so how is that? spreading the gospel message when it's like well yeah I'm listening to the song and the song is fire but I'm also watching 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something that is definitely not edifying to my Christian walk. Right? Not me specifically. I've never watched it, but I've heard. <laughs> well, I, I, just, think- I have I have a real problem with the fact that we now we can't even clap je- clap cheeks in Jesus' name. I just have an issue with that. <laughs> Wait, what? Come on, brother. You're trying to get us canceled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to stop that. You can cut that out. I just need to put that out there. <laughs> So, I think, though, I think I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. What do you guys think? I think you're 100% right, man. But we also have to fi- find a way to attract people who have social media and have everything. They, they're they not interested in, you know, it, it, it. I think the numbers speak for itself. So I think that maybe this may not be the way. Yes, you're right. Maybe we are. I mean, if if I haven't seen any TikTok, honestly, but if they are dancing like that, then it's not edifying God. But what is the way how do we attract people what is mm-hmm. like you know to brian's point the crossover crossover artist you know kanye that was a real opportunity i think the album just did the verses were awful his lyrics he didn't deliver anything to me i mean i know a lot of people liked it but to me it wasn't great well Trey, on, Trey. Kardashian, man you can't really expect top quality out of somebody <laughs> no look he, that was that a great album. opportunity he has the album. following I give I give this sorry. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I love the choir album they did, but his his lyrics were uh, one of them was like like Chick Fil A or something. I, I couldn't get with it. It didn't work for me. Look, I I give this issue a lot of thought, and it's because of what I think my calling. Well, what I feel, what I really really feel the calling is on my life. It's huge. It's way beyond me, and I'm not going to be able to do it by myself, and I'm not going to be able to do it in my current state of affairs. I'll need help. I need support. I need a network and I need a huge platform. The only way to do it is to be so cool that people will listen to you. Like you have the sex appeal for the ladies and you have the cool factor for the dudes. Unfortunately, it's why people listen to Kevin Samuels. It's why people listen to Umar Johnson. It's why he's not but he's like for the black movement but it's like it's you. why Charlemagne <laughs> the god had such a tremendous platform he's cool like he's so unapologetic and so like unafraid like the thing the, the problem yeah, i have the only problem i have with with our faith walk is that like people use it as a scapegoat as to why they're not producing more fruit. Mm. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Like, no, that's not the point to me. And y'all know my favorite, maybe you don't know, my favorite Bible verse is James 2 and 26. Faith without works is dead. dead. People have all the faith in the world, but then they sit in their behinds. And I'm talking about myself as much as I'm talking about anybody else. But if you really want to, like if you really want things to change, you got to put in secular level work. These dudes are working. J. Cole's in the studio at three o'clock in the morning. So is Lecrae, but that's probably it. <laughs> is that, am I bugging? Like, and I don't know. We're going to attract people to the faith. The faith has to be appealing. The faith has to be out there. Yeah, but I, I think also, too, that's kind of the point, right? It's like, to your point, when you get, typically when you see those people who have mass appeal, that are on the Christian side, they're not all that appealing to the Christian, right? Okay. Mm. Like the Joel Osteens, the, I mean, we had this discussion 
about Michael Todd, yeah. right? We had to, we, you know, we had the, the discussion about all these these major pastors, the Stephen Furtick's, and all these guys who they 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 show the 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 appeal, the coolness, the all that. And to the believer, it's like uh, he's nah, he ain't really something about him ain't right. Like you know what I'm saying? And even you know, biblically, you talk about like how much Jesus preached against the rich man, how much Jesus preached against you know all those things. The 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 light of the world, and I think really just the point of the gospel is, um, in some ways, like you know, it's been manipulated to to be the gimmicks of like, well, what can we give the world to get to get something from them, where that's not the gospel message. The the gospel message is we're giving you Jesus because that's the only way to salvation, and that's it. Period. All the other stuff doesn't really matter because you can get you can get rich secularly there's plenty of people that are rich that don't believe in more god more people more people <laughs> more people that are rich that don't believe in god there's more people that have car like and i think that's why christianity is on the decline because you had that whole run you know of like come to jesus and he'll make you this and he'll make you that and he'll make you whole and all that stuff which we understand being in this for for me, it's been, I don't know what, 15, more than that, probably 16 years, something like that. Um, I understand what that means of Jesus making me whole. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect, right. but it means that I'm spiritually, I'm whole, right? Um, right? And so I think that misinterpretation has been spread so far that people are less like, well, it's, it's, it's always just this kind of like I've seen it's just always just like the church. Well, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do to get people? And like PD always says, it's just like, just preach the word, just preach the wow. gospel. Yeah. And the people will come like, you know, even the Bible says, Romans 10, 9 says, how will they come if they have not heard? So at the end of the day, it's not about what we get. It's not about how we, it's not about what can we do? Can we make the music more poppy and more popular? Well, if we do that, we're probably compromising the message again, referencing coming in hot and other songs yeah. that the message, the, the, the power of the message is compromised. I shouldn't say we compromise the message, but the power isn't there. Right. Because mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel comfortable twerking to coming in hot or any other song that's, you that has a gospel message. Twerking, like, twerking <laughs> I'm, I'm not speaking for me specifically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Baby <laughs> in his bathroom never would have made it. <laughs> Popping it, popping it. <laughs> it's okay, babe. It's it's your house. Hey man, listen. I, I can't listen to secular music, so I gotta do what I gotta do, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, you know. Just I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but I think that's the point. Like I think, I think even we're in this conversation, we're kind of missing the point of like, it's really not about what. Like our job is really just to preach the word. And, and if they come, they come, right? If, if the Lord moves on their heart and, they, and they're in the right space and the right time, they'll come. Or or you plan to, see, you know, some plant, some water, God gives yeah. the increase. So at the yeah. end of the day, it's like, just make dope music that people That's like, <laughs> that doesn't compromise the message. And what's going to happen, what, what the Lord wills to happen is going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because trying to be like, well, you know, uh, if we only, because I remember, you know, 
when I first got saved, like, oh, if we only got an artist like Kanye to get saved, right? When Jesus Walks came out, it was like, yo, oh. Jesus Walks is a perfect example of like where you got this compromised message of like, well, he's a secular artist, but he's got this Christian message, this gospel message. And uh, I don't know. He's talking about one sentence. He's talking about murdering people with nice sentence. talking about Jesus walk with me as a murder. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so it really just comes down to, like I said, just preaching the word and like God will do the work at the end of the day. And so, but again, I don't think as much as God wills everyone to be saved, we know that everyone will not be saved. That's just in the end. That's just what the Bible says, right? Um, and so we can talk about numbers all day and how to get more people and all that stuff. But the reality is that it'll never be 100% until Jesus right. comes back, right? And even then, it won't be 100%. There's still going to be people that reject him. So I feel bad for them people. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> mm. I, I think, think we just did two episodes uh, in an hour and a half. Dave, I think that that is uh, a great point that you made. And um, I don't know if anyone else has any other thoughts, but I'm happy ending right there, man. Just preach the word. And, you know, when we create music and when our artists create music, um, yeah, it is kind of something that, you know, statistically we do look at. And I think that is kind of why you're seeing the outreach and the crossover where people are trying to uh, save as many souls as they can before they leave. But. Uh, I think that we have to let we have to do the natural and let God do the supernatural. Yeah. And as you said, um, yeah, everyone will not, unfortunately, will not accept and be a part of it. Any other thoughts on this before we close out, fellas? Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, for the mic drop. Uh, and on that note everyone i am trey tuck thank you for listening i'm uh, accompanied by my brothers go ahead and introduce yourself brothers i'm cleve so happy to be here <laughs> bigger than brian I'm cleve <laughs> bigger than brian cleve i'm just big brian and uh cleve is bigger than brian cleve <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i'm david aka unique dna and uh, thank you all for listening. Check us out on all podcast networks uh, and social media coming soon. Until next time. Peace. 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 Peace.